Alright, konnichiwa and welcome to the Code of the Cardboard Samurai, a podcast all about Magic the Gathering in Japan. In this podcast, our goal will be to inform people both around and outside of Japan what is going on in the magic scene here. I'm your host, Ryan Schwenk, the Japan hobbyist out of Yokohama, and I'm joined today by my two good friends, Lane and Ben. Can you guys introduce yourself real quick, Ben? Uh, hey everyone, I've been on before and excited to be back. Yep. Okay. Minasan. Uh, I'm Eli or Lane. Sorry, hmm. <laughs> I had a, a a very intensive name and thing going on earlier today. Yeah. So yeah, I've been playing Magic for since Unlimited, and I've been in Japan for eight years, and I've okay. also been on the show before. Yes. So yeah, I think is this your guys' first one together though? Yes, this is our first time doing this. Yep. All together. Okay. All right. So. Uh, today, uh, we're a few weeks out from Magic Fest Nagoya, and uh, we've done some topics before on like just what the Magic Fest, uh, what you can expect from the Magic Fest in, in each area. We did G- sorry, Magic Fest Yokohama a few months ago, and I think we also talked about Chiba in the past. So today, our topic is going to be Magic Fest Nagoya. So... To start off, uh, let's just talk about the event details. So, it's on November 1st through 3rd. 1st through 3rd, so that's uh, in about two weeks from now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, the the uh, format is standard, I believe. Yeah. For the yes. main events, yes. Yeah, uh, the they main. also have lots of sides, obviously. Yeah, let's talk about the side events. Main event standard, I mean, that's not, never super exciting. I think the main reason people go to uh, events is to, you know, kind of hang out with with their friends and whatnot. So what kind of things do they have going on that's kind of unique this time around? Have you guys had a chance to look at the event schedule? So I'm looking at it now, and Mm -hmm. they're having this event called the Teaching Caravan Special. What's that? Where they actually want beginners to come out, and they're Mm going to give them the welcome decks. Mm Mm-hmm. To get, just get people into the game, I guess. Okay, so they didn't do that before? I don't remember seeing that. They might have, but it's... They're okay. doing it on most of the days, actually. They're doing it on Saturday. Now, you guys have been to a lot of Magic Fest uh, in the past. And recently, have you been to any? I mean, I, you went to Yokohama, Yeah, right, last one's Magic Fest. How about you, Lane? Did you go to Yokohama or Chiba? No, Lane? my most recent no? was uh, Chiba earlier this year. Okay. Uh, my most recent was Chiba. But it was a Magic Fest, right? It's since they've made the change. So have you guys uh, had any issues with finding space at a Magic Fest in Japan in, in the past? Um, prior to the Magic Fest, mm-hmm. maybe a little bit. But recently, I've been, always been able to find a table to sit down and play and hang out. Yeah, so you don't think there'll be a problem? No. Recently, they've been doing better about actually having free play areas and mm-hmm. everything. Okay. Yeah, I've never had it. Uh, th- there's always been some table space dedicated for free play, uh, but not an inordinate amount. But I would say that at least to the events I've been, there was enough competitive turnouts that usually there's enough room for free players. So how many people do you think, do you think we can expect at the main event and also like doing the, the side events on Saturday and Sunday? 
Do you think it'll be packed? Uh, my expectation is we're probably going to be looking at, at 1,500 to 2,000 in the main events, and I would expect probably about 1,000 to 1,500 uh, doing other things. That's my estimate. Yeah, they've been getting around 2,000 for most of the competitive events recently. Like Modern, I think, also had about, about 2,000 or so last time. Um, so another side of it that I think we should talk about is the Command Zone, which is appearing for the first time in Japan, I believe. I believe this is the first one. Yeah, are you guys excited about that? Do you think this will be a success? I think uh, I think it will be a well. great success. Oh. Oh, sorry, go ahead. I'm just, I just think the Commander will do quite well, because I have seen people playing at stores, and even at uh, Magic Fest in the past. Mm -hmm. I know it's big in the foreign community. Yeah. A lot of foreigners play it, but I'm, I'm wondering if the Japanese you know, the, players will also kind of embrace it. They do, because I used to go to my local game store when I lived in Tokyo, and we actually had, um, every Friday night after FNM, we would have about six to eight people at the Gasto mm -hmm. playing EDH and Pods. Do you guys think this will actually bring people out to the event? Will people go just for this? Uh, I think it might, actually. Because there are some people like that are just similar to the U.S. where mm -hmm. they only like Command. Commander. Mm -hmm. You don't always have to be playing Standard or whatnot. Some people just have preferences, right? Yeah, so Lane, we both lived in Nagoya before. Um, was there any kind of Commander community when you were living there? Nope. Nope, not at all. This was uh, in 2005 to 2008, and I also was back for about a month in 2013. And uh, aside from foreign players, I did not see a ton of people playing Commander. Uh, I can say that uh, in some of the various LGSs in Yokohama, as well as Kanagawa Ken that I've been to, uh, there's very few people who are playing it. Uh, they do tend to be the same people who play Legacy and Modern, mm -hmm. uh, as opposed to the uh, large field of standard players who also... Well, I was going to say, you were there from 2005 2008. I was there from 2010 or 2011 to 2000... Sorry. Yeah, from 2011 to 2017. Yeah, you're and much more recent. There was... Like I said before, there's a lot of foreigners there that are now playing, um, that are playing the, what do you call it, commander. But there's also there was also a decent amount of, of Japanese players playing as well. But it's not as big, as, how could I say it? like you know, uh, North America or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But you also I, have to think about there's not as much play space in Japanese stores. Yeah. So generally, people only bring the mm -hmm. deck for the tournament that has for the tournament yeah so if they say they're gonna have a standard tournament most people only bring a standard deck they don't bring trades because trades doesn't happen in japanese stores yeah. they don't bring modern or legacy yeah they just bring the deck for the event so let's let's do this let's let's uh but let's i do a... think mm. i do think by the way very strongly that the command zone will sell out of their three-day passes because of the fact that there are legacy and vintage players uh who want that foil soul mm -hmm. ring and, yeah. we'll pay, and we'll pay $100 for that pass, pick up their ring, and then just go do other things for the rest of the weekend, and then sit down and maybe play one or two games just to relax. So, is there a cap, I wonder? 
I'm not sure. If there's not a cap, what do you guys think the I wanted I was gonna ask you what's your what's your uh I'm gonna say let's make a bet, what do you think is going the to amount be of players? the amount of people, yeah. How many people are gonna be playing at the event? I'm gonna say hundred and fifty. What do you guys I, think? I actually think that that you, you just stole the ballpark out of my head. Yeah, that I'm was exactly gonna... what I was thinking. I'm gonna go higher. Yeah. Using a top down assumption. If twenty to thirty percent of people mm-hmm. play commander out of fifteen hundred, that's just for the main event, then mm-hmm. we're probably looking at like three to five hundred people. You think so? Yeah. That many. But I mean, how are we gonna how do we how are we guessing it? Like the amount of people who buy three day passes, the amount of people who buy three day passes. Well, just people that are gonna be taking part in the command zone. It will I, we, will they say, see command zone in Japan as a commercial success? I'm gonna say four to six hundred. Okay. That's my bad. Wow, that's crazy. That's yeah. I would never say that, Mount, but that would be great. Well, because now they're actually advertising Commander. Yeah. Earlier, you did see people playing Commander at Magic Fest, but it wasn't advertised. So yeah. why would people bring the Commander decks? Like they had some kind of special Commander. Yeah, they had pods, the past, like, like on-demand pods yeah. at Magic Fest in the past, but this yeah. is specifically totally. for Commander. Okay. Okay. All right, so um, any other notable side events? I think I saw that they also had, like, old school. It's going to be, like, there's a couple events on Sunday, I think, or Saturday. And then they also have a middle school event, which I find kind of interesting. Um, They're going to have your traditional drafts. Sealed. I mean, is there anything else that's kind of exciting? Hmm. Uh, I mean, there's Legacy. Yeah. Uh, There's... Uh, I I feel like the vintage, vintage and legacy players uh, are somewhat underserved mm-hmm. at big events, so I feel like this is definitely going to be enough for them. Those will be more popular just because they can't get that size of event usually. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah. I don't think like this people will be playing standard too much or anything like that. All right, mm-hmm. why? Well, I... I I think that there will be people who bomb out of the event and just that's the deck they have with them, so I think there yeah. will be lots of pickup standard. We'll see, we'll see. So, so they do what they do have, though, is they have full foil modern, mm-hmm. where you have to have your, your deck in modern full foil to enter the tournament. That. What? That's really interesting. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's ridiculous! Sundays. That's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> that's, the, ugh, I, that, that repels me. They also yeah, I mean, have two-headed giant. Which is nice to see, but yeah. they don't have two headed giant until Sunday. Yeah, and the ninety three ninety four constructed is on I, Sunday as well. Let me ask you guys this: Do you think that they should have, like, they should make it so that you have more competitive stuff on one day, and like one day is just like all casual events? Do you think that would be like successful? Like they did all their EDH and you know old school and all those other casual events on one day and then had like their legacy modern and you know well, other competitive i think the idea day. is is if you scrub out of the tournament mm-hmm. like saturday then sunday you can play more casual formats or more fun formats mm-hmm. than just standard i don't know i think you should be able to play whatever you want at the grand at so, a magic fest so i feel like they should have a good mix of both uh, on both days yeah i mean the 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 huge crowd of people is part of the big draw to the event and yeah you know separating them after the fact uh i think is counterproductive um one more thing i wanted to talk about as far as event detail wise are you guys still turned off at the cost of the events yes the main event as well as the side events absolutely yes 
Uh, I mean, Ichiban is a it ten thousand yen. Uh, just in t the yes, we know the venue costs money, mm -hmm. but uh, you're not even getting a play mat. Uh, you're yeah. just getting the promo card plus, admittedly, eight to nine rounds of guaranteed play for a fairly high multiplier. So if you wanted to say, oh, I want to make sure that I'm qualified for my regionals or I'm qualified for my but regionals, are regionals still going on? I thought they were canceled. Uh, there are some forms of regionals being played uh, globally. I don't think they feed into top-level events anymore. Okay. They're not like going into the uh, World Magic Cup, which I think was also canceled. But yeah, but All right. they, they're not feeding, but they're still fairly prestigious tournaments. Okay. All right. So next topic, let's talk a little bit about the the meta game, the standard meta game discussion going in to this. Uh, Lane, you said you don't really play Arena because you're on a Mac, right? That's correct. Yeah. Same with you, Ben. No, I play on my. I have Mac and Windows, but. I... We'll play on my Windows. Okay. So, if, yeah, wh how do you feel about the Arena metagame right now? And do you think that's what, is it going to be similar to what's uh, going to show up at the Magic Fest? Um, right now, the Arena metagame is pretty similar to the actual metagame. Mm -hmm. If you're playing best of three, like best of three um, uh, constructed or best mm -hmm. of three ranked. So I'm just going to see, say there's going to be a lot of uh, blue-green X decks mm -hmm. come going to the format. The Oko decks, right? Oko all day. <laughs> yeah, and Crisis and whatnot. Yeah, because everyone knows about mm -hmm. Field of the Dead. And because it has a big target on its head, a lot of people might be sleeping up something else to go something against it. Something that just, they won't care yeah. about all the zombies you're making anymore. Yeah. So I've seen some pretty cool tech recently, actually. Like the creature that... Mm -hmm. Entering the battlefield effects don't trigger, leaving the battlefield effects don't trigger, okay. something like that. Which, actually played against blue-green, is pretty effective. Is that the Hush... hush yeah, uh, Hush Whisper. Hush Whisper or something. card's pretty good. Yeah. Two mana, one, two flying. Yeah. It's good body. Yeah, what, do, what do you think? Uh, actually, Lane, I wanted to ask you, you've been playing a, a couple Friday Night Magics uh, in town recently. What's What's it been like where you're, where you're living? Uh, I've seen quite a lot of black-green adventure decks. Yeah, uh, the, that's another just one. The raw card advantage that's in it uh, seems to just be very appealing to people. Uh, not a lot of uh, Golos uh, Lake decks, or sorry, Field of the Dead decks. I'm thinking Lake of the Dead, which is alliances. That shows how old I am. But yeah, the uh, there were I played against uh, interesting Golos Fires deck last night, mm -hmm. which. Did not was not running Lake of the Dead, but had a Planeswalker package uh, to go over the top with Sarkin. I think a lot of people are kind of priced out of the Oko decks. I mean, you can play online no problem, but I, I believe like Oko's going for like four thousand or five thousand yen in, in Japan now. And yep. Questing Beast as well as Hydrocrasses are all thirty to forty dollars each, right? Yeah. Yep. Uh, so, Oko was uh, fifty five. Hundred in the uh, one local store and crosses. Insane, yeah. But so it's uh, people will play it. Yes, it is a three it. mana. It yeah. is. It is probably, in my opinion, the strongest three mana planeswalker printed since uh, the uh, Liliana. The the Liliana from uh, the uh, Darkest 
uh, from Dark, uh, from the the, oh, okay. the most recent Shadows Lillian. of Innistrad. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that one. Yeah. Got yeah. it. I don't know. I think Teferi is pretty busted. In standard right now? Standard, modern. Oh, yeah. Everything. I if you drop Teferi, is so good. Is there, I mean, there's what, a Banth deck right now? Or? Yeah. But it just, mm-hmm. like, he shuts off control strategies in general. Mm-hmm. Yep. And the fact is that unless your creature has an ETB effect, mm-hmm. then your creature doesn't matter. Or doesn't mm-hmm. have haste or ETB. Like, yeah. why are you playing it? Yeah. Because yep. the fact that he returns, he unsummons, plus draws you a card, yeah. that's insane. Yeah. Yep. Mm. So, blue-green definitely will be there. Maybe some Golos decks. Maybe some Teferi control decks. I mean, I'm hoping you see stacks Depends on well. what... <laughs> Yeah, but uh, admittedly, this is coming into play after the bans kick in. All right. Well, I think that's enough talk about the bannings because this is a you know Japan focused podcast. Uh, I want to move on to the the last part of today's podcast, which is kind of like a, a snapshot of Nagoya. We we've all had some experience, you know, in Nagoya before. I've lived there for six years. Lane, what was it? How many years? Seven? Uh, six of uh, six years in Aichi, four of it in Nagoya. There uh, you the go. Other, yeah, the other two were in Handashi, which is uh, about which is about ten miles or so as the crow flies from where mm-hmm. the venue is. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I know Toko. Uh, I was at, I've been to the place where the venue is before they built the airport. Ah, uh, yeah. Well, okay. And Ben, what about your uh, experience in? In Nagoya. I was just there for a weekend. Okay, so, so just, one time. just passing through. Let's talk about that real quick, uh, Lane. You were talking about the the new location. So it used to be they, they've had a couple places in the past. Um, yep. Most recently, it was at I believe like the Nagoya Port. It was it yep. was at I forgot Kint I forgot something Futo, but it was you had to take the blue line, the Aonami line. Uh, the mm-hmm. blue wave line, I guess, all the way down there to get there. And there was absolutely nothing in that area except for, like, uh, Legoland, I think. Yes, yes. It was very uh, d- desolate. Uh, they've also had it at uh, Port Messe, which is where there's a lot of uh, Comiket and big flea well, market yeah, events. Well, that's, 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 that's what I'm talking about. Port Messe, that's uh, Kinjo Futo on the blue line. on the, mm-hmm. that one. The other place they had, I believe, was... Uh, uh, I want to say it was on, Hall? Yeah, Spookyage Hall on one of the subway lines. Yeah, and it was one stop away from Kaneyama. I liked it. I I thought that was a good location. Uh, it was but, decent. There's a th- there was a few places to get food around, and the venue was pretty spacious. Yeah, uh, it was a more metropolitan run. area. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it if you wanted to get back to the main. Uh, Nagoya Station or Kaneyama, because mm-hmm. those two are the big uh, locuses of the city. I mean, it's much much closer. So the uh, new place. Th- so sorry, go ahead. Oh no, no, after you. I was gonna say the new place though is out by the airport. It's by yep. Central Air. Mm-hmm. So it's right next to I want to say a shopping mall. Um, have you yes. guys been out there in that area at all? I used to go out there. There's a Costco around there as well. There's also a beach. I haven't been in Nagoya in five or six years. Yeah. So, uh, I've used uh, Central Airport about three or four times. Mm-hmm. So, 
Uh, and uh, I know the Tokoname area had... Uh, I was there a couple times with uh, my folks. We were looking at pottery. Because mm-hmm. pottery yeah, is one it's of the known, It's known for businesses. pottery in that area, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, I don't necessarily think that's going to appeal to a lot of the Magic, magic players. players. So, yeah, how do you guys feel about that being so far away from like the downtown Nagoya area do you, is this I actually don't know that? how far away it is how far so is it it's about downtown? 40 minutes maybe okay. or 35 minutes by express it, train I think from yes. Nagoya station to the event place yeah 35 yeah. minutes by Meitetsu uh, yeah the Meitetsu line yeah yeah you have to make sure that you're uh, get getting on the right train because the train uh, splits it, it's yep. one of those uh, two halfway there and I lived on the other leg yeah, so you got to make sure. I think there's going to be a lot of people having problems getting out there. I don't think so, because if you think about it, like, there's no GP or Magic Fest Tokyo. Yeah. It's always Chiba or Yokohama, so anybody who visits Tokyo has to go from Tokyo to Chiba or Yokohama, which yeah, is so if, an hour. But if, I, if, I, it's great for people flying. If people are flying in from, like, Kyushu or Hokkaido or some other place like that, then it's super convenient it's right next to okay. the the airport it, it's especially also good for the people coming from asia you know like mm-hmm. people from from taiwan or korea or okay. you know wh- yeah wherever else i think uh they're gonna have a very easy time finding the hall yeah for channel fireball too but when they're bringing their uh trucks or they're bringing their stuff in yeah uh, i think a lot of that it comes by port and there's a close by port there, so it's a fairly uh, setup. It's a fairly easy setup for them. Yeah. So, so logistics wise, it's a win. Like getting for vendors, for, for vendors and like stuff that. as well. And also people from outside Japan, you think? Yeah, from outside Japan. But for me, I'm just I want to have an event that I can go to, and you know, especially if I'm not going to be there for the main events, I want someplace that I can just kind of leave and then within like 10 or 15 minutes be able to oh, do something Walk else. Walk outside and you're in downtown or something. Yeah, something like that. It takes a little more time, but on the other hand, the trains are the trains run pretty darn often. Yeah. So I, I, I understand how you feel, but it's still 30 minutes to uh, Kaneyama Station, which is, uh, I think, a much more manageable place yeah. than uh, Meiki. I mean, the thing is, I'll have to be. I'll have to take a bullet train from Yokohama to Nagoya, and then switch <laughs> to that. So that's like an extra. It's like a two-hour commute, two and a half-hour commute, probably, because you have to commute. wait for the trains and whatnot. But yeah, okay, not a commute, but. Um, you can take the bus there, cheaper. So four hours bus. How would you compare? So, I mean, we kind of know about the area. It's near the airports. There's a Costco. There's a mall there. How would you compare this to, like, you know, Chiba that we just had or the one that was Yokohama that was in Pacifico, Yokohama? I mean, is it better? Is it worse? What do you guys think? When you have it in Pacifico, Yokohama, that's Minato Mirai. Yeah. That is an amazing mm-hmm. area for tourism. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. That is tourist mm-hmm. central Yokohama. Tons of food. Tons of yeah. food. Tons, it's tons the Bay Area. It's, yeah. am, it's beautiful. It's clean. You can yeah. get around walking. It's just yeah. great. Tons of transportation access as well. Yeah. Yep. Big fan of that venue, even though I've only been there for Worlds. Yeah. How about Chiba? Uh. <laughs> How would you compare this new area? In it's Chiba. <laughs> it's Chiba. in Makahade, right? Makahade? Yeah, Makahade, Messe. 
Yeah. So, I mean, uh, they have a lot of food there. The, there's not as much food as you'd think, and it's about a 15, a 10 to 15 minute, minute walk from the station. Mm-hmm. So, but if you, well, another thing is if you, uh, not burn out, if you scrub out, you can go to Disneyland. It's like two stops away. I guess. Yeah. Do you really want to go to Disneyland without preparing? I mean, I've never been, but I think that, like, I would want to have some sort of plan before I went to a park like that, because, like, well, you're talking about ride weights of... Yeah. We're different point of views, though, because we're locals rather yeah. than people who are visiting from yeah. outside of the yeah. country. I mean, if someone was visiting from another part of Japan, and they're like, well... Disneyland's near Disneyland. Let's go to Disneyland because yeah, I usually can't go to Disneyland. That's an option, but I think once they get there, they'll be very disappointed by the lines and by. Yeah, depends on which like day you go. But weekend. <laughs> I still think that Disneyland is more exciting than having to go to Costco or a shopping mall. <laughs> okay, so you're saying that like the Kanto area has better attractions around. Yeah, venues there's more things to do, or you just go that. back down to like Tokyo in probably like twenty thirty minutes. But that's. Then by that degree, you can also take a train 30 to 40 minutes to go to Nagoya. Yeah. Okay. All right. So let's talk a little bit more about Nagoya now. Um, What would you guys recommend that people do, you know, if they're there early or if they decide not to go back to the main, maybe they scrub out on the first day of the event. What kind of things do you think would be fun to do? I feel like the most consummate shrine experience in Japan that isn't say Miyajima, which is, you know, the most, one of the most beautiful places in the world. Mm-hmm. But uh, if you want to get a classic shrine experience, uh, Atsuta Jingu yeah. is a great choice, uh, which is uh, on the it's on way. Jingu Mai Station. Yeah. Yep, which is very very, cl- uh, which is easy to get to from the venue. Same line, yeah. Yep. Uh, I also think that uh, Oskanon. That yeah. neighborhood is very cool, and if you if you can't make it to Akihabara, because Akihabara you mean, you, in Tokyo, do you mean Akihabara? Oh, sure. Yes. Uh, yes. Uh, okay. Yeah, but like the the nerd capital of the world uh, being in Tokyo. But if you want to have a small experience that's a lot more doable mm-hmm. uh, and easy to take in, uh, Os is definitely. A great place to go as well as having tons of great food mm-hmm. yeah I, I like those area and sakai is another nice place to go shopping when you went there where did you go ben uh i just went around downtown but i also went to the castle yeah which i really enjoyed yeah i think is pretty good and also mm-hmm. the noritake china factory noritake was also is. rather interesting what is noritake again they make like some of the best plates in uh-huh. the world they have been for like over 100 years yeah, there's like a lot of factory type stuff. There's yeah. like, I think like Toyota also has like a Toyota museum yeah. there. And when I was there, I noticed that Nagoya has really, they love their cars there. Yeah. Like you see a lot more <laughs> sports cars in Nagoya than yeah. you do anywhere, just else. anywhere else in Kanto. Yeah. About. yeah. Huh. I, I mean, I was there for six, uh, for in Aichi for six years. I never noticed that. Um, what other good sightseeing places? Maybe around, you know, the Aichi. Or maybe around the Tokai area, which is like Aichi and Gifu. You said you lived in Gifu for a little bit? Or no? Lane. No. Okay. No. But I uh, would recommend Gifu City as a, like a day trip. If you've been to Nagoya before and you're looking for something different, Gifu City has a 
uh, Nobunaga's Castle. Okay. Which you can hike up, yeah, or you can take a ropeway up to the top, and it's got a beautiful view of the city. Nice, yeah. nice, relaxing. Um, how could I say day trip? There's, it's this is going to be during like the, how could I say color change time or getting close to mm-hmm. autumn. Yep, yep. When so, the so leaves are changing. So I think yeah, uh, Inuyama is another day trip. Mm, I think yeah. uh, and uh, it's may, they may stop running the boat tours, but if uh, if it's warm enough, they'll run them. You can go on a boat where they have these uh, cormorants, which are these white mm-hmm. birds that swim in the river that and catch fish. And then once the bird catches the fish, the people on the boat rain the fish in, uh, rain the bird in before they swallow the fish. And then they uh, disgorge the fish from the bird's throat. Mm-hmm. Uh, that and- that is in Gifu. That is or by sorry, no, yeah. That's in Nabu, by Nobunaga's castle. It's like that same river. I think it's like called Nakagawa River. Inuyama Castle is also nice though. Yeah, Inuyama yeah. Castle has like the traditional shopping street, you know, with a lot of you know cool little shops and stuff, and a small castle that's privately owned. I think it's like actually yeah. owned by a family. I, I I just remember seeing the cormorants being tortured. I was like, oh, they're so nasty. And then recently, uh, how, are you guys familiar with uh, Untitled Goose Game? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so my own headcanon is that they're torturing these birds by choking them out, and that caught and one of their cousins just lost. Yeah, got fed up. Th- got fed up and set and declared war on humanity. And that uh, unfortunately, this cousin was in uh, pastoral English suburbs. Mm. But, you know, did, what you, do you guys? You have to make niceties for realism. What do you guys think of food? Like, when you were there, did you have any good food? Anything that you would recommend? Yeah. Do you know Yamachan? Yeah, Yamachan's mm-hmm. great. Yeah, Yamachan is mm-hmm. great down in Nagoya. Yeah. Seconded. So the, so they that, have the chicken wings. Chicken wings. Different, fried different, wings. Two different types of chicken wings. Yeah. So something's like a lot of spice, a lot of like pepper. Like salt and pepper wings? Yeah. And they also have, like, different flavors. It's like a miso Yamachan. one as well, I think. And, man, yeah. those... Those are good, but they not not even that stuff. They have or Nagoya is known for miso, and they have like a lot of miso flavor. Yes, miso ramen mm-hmm. is famous. In yeah, Nagoya. yeah, yeah. I recommend yeah. Misen, which is near. It's kind of in between the Osukanen area and uh, the Yabacho area, and it has Taiwan ramen, which is basically it's only in Nagoya. It's not actually from Taiwan. But yes, it's some it was of these inspired spices. by Taiwan. Yeah, it's some of the spiciest ramen I've ever had. Like I cry when I have it. It's like yeah. that spicy. It's good, but it's spicy. Yeah, some of my uh, old Chinese students said, "Wow, that stuff is spicy." Yeah, and that's really only something you can get in Nagoya. Okay. So it's something to try out, I think. I but, think yeah. if you're in Nagoya, you mm-hmm. should also maybe head down to Kansai area because you're kind of between yeah. Tokyo and. It depends Kyoto. on how long you're there. If you're just there for the weekend, it's... Yeah, that's true. It's one thing if you're in Kyoto, you just go to... But, I mean, could you imagine, like, I don't know, grinding tournaments, going yeah. to the tournament just for two days, not going anywhere else in the country? Like... Yeah. That's rough. Um, mm-hmm. Miso katsu, which is, like, fried pork with uh, miso on it. I, I, that's really good. That's kind of special. Any yep. other good food in, in the area you guys think people should try? Uh, for those of you who uh, want to have a South American experience, there's this amazing uh, Brazilian cafe in Oscano. Yeah. Where they have these uh, roast chickens for a very, very cheap price. What is and the name? I can't remember. <laughs> Osu, I, I, 
Osu something, something Osu. Uh, yeah. But yeah, but, it's, it's really good. Yeah, uh, and I'm a big fan of Jerry's Uno, which is an Osu, which is Japanese-style tacos. Now, some people may scoff and say, oh, that's not the real thing. It's, yes, I know it's not the real thing, but I'm a huge fan. It's not that good. I don't recommend it's if you're living missing. if you're living in Japan and you can't get tacos anywhere else and you don't go to like actual places that have good Mexican food, you know, maybe like uh, the Kanto area, then maybe it's okay. Okay, I'm just gonna say there is no good Mexican food in Kanto, but it's it's also yeah, <laughs> or just in Japan in general. Like I'm from San Diego, yeah, and I have not found any good. Mexican yeah, it's all food. it's always a letdown. <laughs> always. Yeah. Um. Any other things? Uh, transportation. Um, so like we said, the Meitetsu line goes out to uh, the area where the event's going to be taking place. And you can get that line from Nagoya Station. So if you're coming in by bullet train, you can go there. Otherwise, if you're flying in, you just go to the central area and it's like, what, one or two stops away. Yeah. But there's also this uh, weekend eco ticket. Yeah. Which is only on weekends. And you get 620 yen and gives you access to bus, train. Yep sightseeing bus yeah, all, the so, su- all the subways yeah basically. so i think that's a very so, decent deal if you're gonna go anywhere um yeah, even if you're not on uh if you get the subway pass uh during the week it's like 700 800 yeah years. so not, the weekend pass not is that. much better okay and maybe the last thing we should talk about is like the magic stores where to go I mean, maybe you don't want to play while you're there for the event, but if you wanted to do some shopping. I mean, I think the vendors will have that covered at the event. But not all vendors are going to be there. There's so many stores that do not have a vendor presence just because they're not, there's, how can I say, their store magic isn't the main, main, the main, the main thing. thing. Like True. Hobby Station will be there at the event, and Big Magic will be there, and Hallelujah. So for vendors, they have Yellow Sub, mm-hmm. Azumaya, End doll games, card shop series, card box, Kabe's, Kaba, Kabe, okay, Kabe no Johnny's, Game Shop Toto, Tokyo MTG, Dragon Star, Big Magic, Hallelujah, Family Kunkun, and Full Comp. Yeah, so one of the biggest stores in the area in Nagoya is uh, Amenity Dream, which is not going to have a vendor's presence there, so that might be a, a place to check out. The Osu Cannon area, the near Kamimaizu Station or Osu Cannon, has tons of stores that aren't, you know, going to have a vendor's presence that you could probably check out while you're there as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep, and if you go to those, uh, the, like, the Sea Labos, sometimes mm-hmm. they'll have, uh, they, they don't necessarily price as fast as some of the other mm-hmm. places, so you can pick up some really good deals there on occasion. TC, TCG Shop 193 is another place I would recommend. They usually have pretty competitive pricing. On a lot of their stuff, they have one in Osu, and they also have... Uh, one I believe by Nagoya Station as well. Mm-hmm. So and of course we I think we've talked about this before a couple times. I don't know if you were on that episode lane, but uh, Mishimaya, right? Oh. We always promote it. Yeah, yeah. Mishimaya is a amazing place. If you're if you're there for a like a week, yeah, that uh, going there Tuesday is probably the best casual environment in Nagoya. I'm not sure when they're closed, but I'm pretty sure they're open on both weekend days. So like Friday, Saturday, Sunday, they'll be open. But it's a mom and pop store. Uh, it's consignment based. So like everybody can sell their cards for whatever price they want. And then like the mom and pop, you know, the, they keep 
like a certain percentage of what the car is being sold for, but you can usually buy stuff for a lot cheaper than what they would have at uh, the you know events or at the other stores. And if you're looking for, how can I say, uh, if you're looking for a, a cool place to like spend an afternoon, I, I would definitely recommend it. And that's on Ozone, at Ozone Station, which is on the subway line and also I think the JR Chuo line. All right. Is there anything yeah, else the, you guys think? I'm oh, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, the Maytets line is probably going to be the easiest way to get there. Yeah. Anything else you guys think we should uh, talk about about uh, the event? Uh, I guess just some transportation quickly. Like, mm -hmm. if you're flying into Kansai, mm -hmm. then you just take bullet train to Nagoya. Why would you fly into Kansai? If From Southeast Asia, it's the cheapest you, flights. Yeah, but you, you could just take a local train. You could walk almost walk there from that, Central that's Air. true but i mean sometimes yeah. the cost of flying is cheaper yeah. much cheaper into kansai okay okay and then if you're flying into tokyo then you're taking the bullet train down there yeah so either end you're coming from you're taking the bullet train just about gotcha gotcha yeah what about you lane anything else you think we should talk about uh, i think we covered pretty much everything all right well let's oh, wrap it yeah yeah What'd you think? uh there, there, there was one thing about the uh uh, I, I, Ben, you said that you were thinking about modern bands. Uh, yeah. It, it, I, now I don't play any modern, but uh, if you were uh, into modern, what do you think is going to be happening? I I don't play modern. So I think Mox Opal. Yeah. Ancient oh. Stirrings, of course. Oh. But I think Mox Opal is just very prevalent in many decks, and I think that's mm -hmm. an issue. Okay. All right, well, let's finish this up, guys. Uh, again, thanks, everybody, for, for listening to us today. And thanks, you guys, for appearing on the show. That's going to do it for our show. And uh, we hope everybody enjoyed listening about uh, Magic the Gathering in Japan. And hope you'll come back next time we have uh, a, a podcast about the comings and goings uh, of MTG in Asia. And if you have any comments or suggestions for this show, you can find me on Twitter at Yoshwenki, Y-O-S-C-W-H. Uh, one more time, let me try that again. Y O S C W H S C H W E N. Sorry, I can't spell my own name today. Y O S C H W E N K Y. Or you can find me on my website, uh, www.thejapanhobbyist.com. And do you guys have any contact info you want to share with me? Yeah, this is Benjamin Payne. You can find me at Benjamin P A Y N E 20 at Twitter. Okay. Yep. Uh, and. I uh, Lane Kaplan, uh, L-A-I-N Kaplan, uh, at Twitter, and, uh, if you want to see my old YouTube history that does, uh, my old show on YouTube that focuses on profiles of old magic sets, uh, check out Ancestral Recall, mm -hmm. that, that's the channel on YouTube. Lots of great content on there. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Great, guys. Well, again, signing off, this is Ryan. Ben. Lane. Lane. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Take care. Take care. <laughs>